Good afternoon. This is your host, John, of the Research Review, creating a platform to connect and inspire. I'm here with another excellent guest today, Jacob. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your research? <laughs> nice to meet you, John. Uh, so my name is Jacob Smansky. Uh, I'm a senior exercise science major. Uh, so this past summer, I worked in Dr. Jaitner's lab in the uh, Mac Annex, and I participated in this because I wanted to get some summer research done over the you know summer because I'm going into my senior year. I was like, uh, I need to get some stuff done. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to look up about it. So like how I found out about it, it was kind of funny. I participated in one of their uh, research studies that was going on. It was the bench press and a squat lab. And I was like, oh, I met these really cool people. They're like, hey, this kind of stuff would be interesting for you to do if you'd want to do it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, let's try it. And so then I was like, how do I find out about this? And they were like, oh, you should just talk to Dr. Jaitner. And luckily I had a class with him. So I was like, let me try this out and kind of put it off for a bit of time. And then I literally online in a Google search tab went, research Kent State programs and the sure like the summer undergraduate research experience program uh, popped up and I was like I should apply to this yeah so it was cool I, I love I love how accessible it is online I mean there's so much resources that you can get into when you just go- simply google Kent State uh, research undergraduate research but that was my first exposure as well I was a study participant in Dr. Jaitner's lab I worked with two of his um Two of the people working under him that were getting their PhDs. I did the the weightlifting one. Yep. And then I also did the um, the bike one. Yep. That was crazy. It literally felt like a scene out of a movie. And <laughs> it was, um, I took uh, probiotics and then uh, that would see how it affected my athletic performance. But I went on a bicycle for two hours. I did this twice. We yep, did, we yep. did this twice. One before <laughs> the probiotics and then one after, after the probiotics. Yep. Went on this bicycle in this like heat chamber yep. and I had like this, this strap on tube coming out of my mouth going <laughs> through a wall. Like I didn't even know it was on the other end, but there was this, this tube going. And then these people, like they brought me water in every five minutes or something. I had wires, I had wires taped to my arms, my legs. And I had one like that was, yeah, that was my first introduction to research. And I was like, Hey, I kind of like it. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's kind of why I like when I found out when I did the lifting study as well, I was like, stuff is kind of cool like I do find research a little interesting mm-hmm. I was like let me give this a shot and then of course you know over the summer I worked in the I was working in the lab kind of as like a lab tech so I got to kind of help with some of those studies so like when I tried participating in some of those studies I became one of the people helping to collect the data when they when we were doing the studies um, and then I also got to be a person that would like input data into the Excel spreadsheets. So I would just kind of like be able to do stuff like that. And then I also got to be like a uh, pilot trial, like I call it like guinea pig. So as they were trying to figure out like, okay, we're about to start this new study, but before we start it, we need to get some parameters set up. So, hey, we're going to have you just go on a bike or be in this chair, do this, do that, whatever it may be. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we're just going to get some of our, you know, as I said, parameters, you know, good so that when we run this study, it's all good. I was like, so I get to just do something for fun for like an hour and a half, you know, in the summer. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. And so sometimes I would come and do that or, you know, click the data or I would just put data into Excel. And it honestly, it was pretty cool. And mm-hmm. so I also got to get like another experience from it. So through Dr. Jaitner, actually, I found out about a program called or not a program, a uh, organization called the NSCA, which is the National Strength and Conditioning Association. I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And so... I was like, well, what is that? Like, I had no idea what it was. I've heard of, like, strength and conditioning mm-hmm. and stuff like that um, because I had taken his cla- uh, taken a class of his in the, the spring before that summer. Yeah. And I was like, well, what is this? And um, I was talking to him about it. He's like, well, they have this national conference in New Orleans in early July. Uh-huh. He was like, if you're interested, you should, you should, you know, go. You'd, it might be a little bit more expensive, but through the Shore program. Oh, they covered it through the Shore program? So Shore covered, was it $250, which is nice. So I wasn't presenting at the conference, yeah. but I got to be a, like an attendee kind of uh, travel award. But also through USG, the undergraduate student government. Yeah they actually covered pretty much the rest of my fees. Really? Like, so are, are you part of USG? No, I just had a, I, someone said apply <laughs> to USG and I was or like apply to the USG fund to get money. And funny enough, now two of my friends who are also RAs 
RNUSD, yeah. and one of them met me through, you know, applying for that fund. And That's so crazy. It was awesome. They paid for the entire, like, all my food. So they gave me per diem. They paid for, like, my flight, my yeah. hotel. Like, it was perfect. So, Do like, you get to choose the hotel? Funny enough, some of the PhD students, so, like, at the time, I was pretty behind on, like, signing up for this, having yeah. a hotel, having flights and everything. Like, I think it was maybe less than a month out. I think it was, like, because it was, like, July 6th through 10th was the conference. Mm-hmm. And it was like early June, like mid June. I was like, I want to go to this. And then I was like, I got three weeks left to figure all this out. You did that all in three weeks? Yeah. (laughs) So it was funny. So two of the PhD students, I was like, hey, guys, just curious. Are you willing to allow me to stay with you two? So two guys, um, Ryan and Anthony, Uh who are one of them is Dr. Jaitner's PhD students. Another one is Dr. Kingsley, another person in uh, that lab. Yes. Um, I'm one of their, he's one of their students. And so I asked them both, I was like, would you mind if I stayed with you guys and helped you guys split the cost of the hotel more? So they said, yeah, sure, we got no problem with that. So they let me stay in the hotel with them, split the cost. That's sweet. And then, you know, also, like, I got I got my flight figured out. Like, I asked I asked uh, some of the PhD students for, like, advice. Like, when's the best time to, you know, get the flight? Mm-hmm. Where do you think the best time to go and everything? They gave yeah. me some advice. And, yeah, so I got that all figured out. And, honestly, it that opened, like, the NSCA kind of opened my door for interest in, like, strength and conditioning, some interest in research, uh-huh. and I also just got to meet some cool people, hear some cool talks, yeah. and I got to experience, like, New Orleans. It's a pretty cool city, but, like, through the SURE program, I don't think I would have found out about this conference or even this organization, and now it's, like, an organization I know I'm going to be a part of for my rest of my life, and, like, it's awesome. So, SURE yeah. kind of opened that door, so I'm happy for it. SURE opens many doors, and being as involved as I am, like, with the, with the research at the school, I knew that you could get money to if you were going to go pr- to present but yeah. i didn't know you could get you know funding j- to attend to attend a conference of your interest that was the cool part because so ann goski you know the head of uh the kind of the shore program she is the best the best by the, the way best. of yeah. course the best i was like hey i'm gonna be going to a conference in new orleans I'm not presenting though. Is there a chance I can get money? Like again, even if it was like a hundred bucks, I was like, can I get something like an award or something? Cause I knew mm-hmm. it was 500 if I was presenting, but I'm like, I'm not presenting. Yeah, so you like, just watch. I was like, I just want to go. And she was like, yeah, we can get you 250. Just up, like fill out this little application and say why you're going, what things you're going to hear about, you know, and learn about. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. That seems pretty easy. Filled it out. And she was like, all right, you're approved. And I was like, all right, sweet. Give me my money whenever. <laughs> you know, I wasn't like too worried about getting the money later. Like, I didn't get the USG fund or that travel award until after I got back. Yeah. So it was just like, all right, I know I'm getting 250, and then however much left that I had to pay for the rest of the trip. And I was like, that's fine. No worries. I, I'm as long as I know I get it. Yeah. That's all I care. Right. So yeah, but it was. Other than that, it was great. And then of course the rest of the summer once I got back experience was so good it was like i got to meet talk to so many cool people still and i was like this is awesome so mm-hmm. yeah oh there were so many p- cool people at the show program oh it was awesome that, that that that's how i got the idea to start the podcast like because i lived over in centennial b and mm-hmm. that's where they uh, housed most of the sure students so there would be a lot of nights where we would just all be cooking in the kitchen and i would just meet all these cool people i'd be waiting for my food to 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 microwave or cook in the oven or whatever it was doing mm-hmm. and then we just start talking about research that's yeah. how how excited people got and that, like those were like some of the most quality conversations when you talk to people about their passions and what they're like, actually interested in it's super cool though yeah and it was great talking with them still a lot of friends to this day and i was like you know i told my roommate i'm like we're just going to record these now <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> and then put them out for everyone to hear cuz you it's, know it, it can help people. That's that's yeah. one thing. That's why when I when you emailed me about the podcast, I was like, I want to take this opportunity because, like, again, I got I don't want to say unlucky with COVID, but like having COVID happen at the end of my freshman year, mm-hmm. sophomore going home, junior year not knowing what the hell was going to happen, right. and so I was like, well, I need some research to do. And so luckily, I found about it going from junior into senior. But I hope people find out about an experience like this at the end of their freshman year so they can do it sophomore, junior. And then who knows what they could do before it. Like, they could get a huge experience yeah. because they did two years of the SURE program. And then through their mentor or something, they get an experience over that last summer. Mm-hmm. Or even they graduate early, get a good experience, whatever it may be. So I think, like, hearing about this is such a great thing. I was like, you need to do stuff early. Like, yeah. this is a way to, one, just get to know your professor. One, letter of recommendation is great. But mm-hmm. also just getting to learn about what they're doing. Even if it is not an interest for you, you're like, okay. Right. They know who I am. I'm going to have classes with them. They're going to 
know that I care, and mm-hmm. then boom. Yeah. You know, you and never know. Yeah, get to know, you have no idea how far that'll take you getting to know your professors. Because, I mean, also, too, like, they know people outside of Just, academia yeah. that will get you a job. My uh, old, one of my old sociology professors, he knew people within uh, the Fed or the CIA or something like that. The type of people that go to Quantico. He's like, if you want to get into Quantico, he's like, I can help you with that. But it's like, you got to talk to him. You know what I mean? You, like, you, you got to get, get to know him. him. Yeah. yeah before that's your he only recommends way. you for something like that. That's, that's the only way I feel like, especially in any industry, to kind of get your leg up. You know, you can submit an application, do that. But like getting to meet people and again, as I've heard thousands of times, make those connections. That's the biggest thing. And I'm glad through the Shure program and just everything else, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think I can uh, make some connections. Yeah, it's all about who you know. And, yeah, you will make not only a, a number of connections through the Shure program, but also high-quality connections. These are high-talented, high-involved people mm-hmm. that are really going to be doing stuff now. There's P- there's literally there's one guy, Kyle, come on here, Kyle Rediger, and he's already written a textbook. And selling textbooks, oh, he's he's, and he's he's doing all this stuff, and it's, so it's like even like knowing him now yeah. can help certain people get to where they want to be. But I mean, who knows like what he's going to do in the future? And some of these people already writing a textbook, yeah, crazy <laughs> people. I mean, like well intelligent people, creative people. But um, yeah, I think students need to learn about research opportunities as soon as possible. I'm a sophomore right now, mm-hmm. and my first experience in research was the CHIR program last summer. I, I, and I said, I'm like, I wish I would have learned about it. I wish I would have learned about this the first month of freshman year <laughs> and, like, started then. Yeah, it's such a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. I 100%, like, again, you know, found out about it going in my senior year the summer before. It's okay. But I was like, you know what? I'm glad I still did it because it's even worth it for just one semester. Yeah. Or one like summertime. You know? Oh, definitely. You just need that, that one experience to really open up your yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. Of course. You are exercise science. And then what's your concentration? Uh, so I have two concentrations. So two, both my concentrations kind of line up together. Mm-hmm. So it's pre-physical therapy and exercise physiology. So the future with that kind of is I do want to go to physical therapy school yeah. at some point. Didn't kind of didn't get my observation hours, kind of missed out on some of the deadlines. Yeah. But because of the sure experience and also the NSCA conference, I found an interest in like strength and conditioning and like human performance and like data mm-hmm. collection and testing. And I was like, I wonder if I could go be like a like a part time strength coach at, at a college, be a GA, uh, like a grad assistant through that. And then also like get my master's degree in like exercise physiology or human yeah. performance. So like work with the team, help do some data testing be their strength coach look not like be the strength coach but help with that so right. i was like oh let's let's give this a shot for a few years and then i'm saying like not saying like oh if that doesn't work out like i know it's gonna work out it's just like it do will. that and then move on to like physical therapy school and then bring those two together yeah know? so it's awesome no that sounds like an excellent idea i was considering uh physical therapy for a while my uh ma she's a pt assistant Mm -hmm. and uh she she shows me a lot of like the exercises and stuff and has helped me when when i was back in my prime in high school (laughs) (laughs) uh i did football i did track i did cross country and she always would help me recover when i got injured and i i i remember like my recovery times were a lot better when she was they're helping me rather than if I just ignored it and walked on it. Just that's a hundred percent the truth. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I have an interest for that. Cause like, of course anyone's going to heal from an injury. Like sure. ACL broken back surgeries. Yeah. You're going to heal from those. But like, if you go see someone and they're being consistent with you doing the exercises, you know, pushing yourself, you know, coming in and just caring about getting healthier one, you're going to get healthier maybe quicker but you're also going to come back feeling a lot stronger than before yes and you're going to be past that point you were at before you got injured so Mm -hmm. that's why i think like hey sure it may seem like it's scary but we just don't want people to have to come back in here that much like that's (laughs) the point like that's like my mom she's had a knee surgery before Mm -hmm. and at the same time she didn't she didn't do her exercises as well or as much as she should have at home and i was like 
that's probably why you have some knee knee. Not, she doesn't have pain, but I was like, yeah. that's probably why there's some slight knee issues from time to time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, she can make her own choices, of course. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, you know, this is an option. Yeah. No, a lot of people don't really realize. I don't think that you have a personal accountability after getting out of a surgery or after a um. And it's tough though, because you're all, like, I don't want to do anything. So mm-hmm. that's why it's like, go to someone just an hour a day for three times a week right. or two times a week. Yeah can help mm-hmm. you know but then it's of course that time when you're not by them that it's like oh right that that's what do when, i do that, that's when you got that that accountability yeah. but i mean as long as you go to them like they'll they'll tell you, you know what you need to do at yeah home. you just got to do them and i'm at fault for that totally no <laughs> I, I totally i i've been there too yeah. when i got hurt once in high school i was like i gotta do some of this stuff at home hmm. no i'm just gonna sit at home i was, I was like am, am i gonna am i gonna get on am i gonna get on that yoga mat on the ground and lay there or am i just gonna stay in the bed and lay <laughs> yeah, here stay in the bed I, stay in the, I was like it's the same hey, thing you live <laughs> and you learn though after experiences yeah. so mm-hmm. but yeah so that's the plan in the future mm-hmm. but it is definitely worth it to take recovery seriously oh 100 percent, 100 percent. so you're not only interested in studying strength and conditioning but i also see that you strength and condition train yourself yeah um what kind of got you into that for yourself and how long have you been doing it and like kind of what do you do um so for myself so i ran cross country track as well in mm-hmm. high school what Again, events? Uh, so I was, oh, what was I? I was 400, 800. Really? Some mid-distance guy. And I didn't really do a ton of lifting. Didn't really understand the gym too much. Yeah. And so came in here freshman year, 2019. I was like, let's try out the gym. And I was like, I don't, I mean, I knew the gym. I knew some exercises. I, again, thank God I had actually had done some stuff in high school to yeah. understand the gym a little bit. But I had no idea. So I did it with some friends. It was interesting. And then got sent home for COVID. And didn't really do it much ever. Mm-hmm. And then I came back, was it my, oh gosh, spring of 2021. Yep, spring of 2021, came back on campus. And I was like, all right, me and a buddy of mine, we went to the gym at least two, three times a week together. He got me into lifting a little bit. I was curious about it. And I was like, all right, I kind of like this. But I didn't really understand like how to properly understand lifting. Yeah. I don't want to say I was ego lifting because I really wasn't because I wasn't maxing out all the time. Mm-hmm. But I was definitely not doing it at a proper way. Right. And Focusing on the weight more than the form yeah, type of stuff. I wasn't focused on form enough, <laughs> which is why I struggled and had a lot of issues at times. And then after, oh gosh, I would say after that summer, that summer of 2021, because um, that summer of 2021, I worked at home mm-hmm. and I kind of like a buddy of mine from home, he he went to the gym that was like a private gym, not yeah. nothing like a Planet Fitness or anything. and. He was like, hey, you should try this out. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And it was a really nice gym. I kind of got to understand more. He worked out with me, so he helped me understand, like, the form a little bit better. Yeah. Um, And so I got stronger through that. And then in the fall, kind of took, like, a break. Again, I got busy with school, so I was like, I don't have as much time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, in the spring of this year, the spring of 2022, I got more into lifting. And now I've been kind of, again, sometimes you take a break. Sometimes you're like, hey, I want some off time. But, like, I've been pretty consistent, I would say. And that's actually, again, being a senior now, so junior into senior, I was looking for a job kind of in the realm of like a strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. And I found a job called Premier Fitness and Performance in Twinsburg, Ohio, yeah. so about 30 minutes from here. And so now I'm like a, we, I, I'm termed as a performance coach. That's so cool. I get to train like adult clients, high school, middle school and stuff. And I help yeah. them, whether it's adults, you know, for their health and just general fitness, or if it's for high school youth for their sport, help them like just speed, power, agility, strength training. So like, I'm glad that I un- had my failures before in yes. <laughs> lifting. And now I'm like, oh, I understand this n- more now. And I'm like, and so now I'm like, all right, I can understand if I'm building for strength or if I'm just going for endurance or, you know, different parameters now. So I understand it more. And I'm like, this is good. This is good. Right. So. No, dude, uh, out of all the guys I talk to um, uh, when we talk about lifting and then their like introduction to lifting and stuff like that, they all say the same thing. Like when I first started out, I didn't know what I was doing. And you watch videos, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to lift like this guy. And yeah. I'm like, uh, now looking back and I'm like, why did I ever listen to that person <laughs> on, on Instagram? Yeah. And, and you know, Liver King? Uh, yeah, 100%. What do you think about him? Uh, 
No comment. <laughs> no, he's okay. He's okay. He's fun dude to watch, but I don't know about hearing the uh, recent uh, news. But yes. <laughs> Wait, what's the recent news? Uh, he got busted for steroids. Someone thought they all thought he was oh. nat- he he was natural, but who, he got busted for who, steroids. Who thought he was natural? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I hundred percent had a feeling he took some form of roids. I mean, definitely. Just like look at his physique. Yeah, there's no way that's natural. Yeah, hundred percent natural. Do you know exactly what he was taking? I do not. All I know is he's spending like 10k a month on stuff. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> do, do you know who uh, BioLane is? I do not know. He is a um, social media presence, has his PhD in nutrition. Okay. And he is also a power lifter. Interesting. But what he does is he looks at people like Liver King or um, he debunks fitness and nutrition influencers in general, like people mm-hmm. who are promoting a fad diet or something yeah. like that and then he actually like looks at the facts and looks at the research papers and you know puts it like straight to the point but he's he's been really cool to listen to he's gone on he's goes on a lot of podcasts he's gone on do you know uh nick bear yep i know the nick bear okay, podcast sweet. yep nick, nick bear nick bear has been one of my idols ever since ever since i got into running and yep. stuff that guy's <laughs> crazy he knows how to do it right you mm-hmm. know yeah it's, it's always it's good to listen to the good researchers yeah. and people who are higher up they they are the right people you know, don't listen to that fat influencer that knows right oh you can get strong in four weeks no listen to the scientist mm-hmm. who knows what they're talking about or the person who has worked with someone you know or who has a coach that knows their stuff like again nick bear sure yeah he was in the army but like he's worked with people to get good and he clearly is so yeah. that's a good example he has his bachelor's in nutrition as well did you know that I mean, it kind of made sense. I never knew that he had a bachelor's, but I was like, there's no way you're creating a substance just because you wanted to create a substance right. or like you were in the army. Because I knew he was, I don't know if it was army, but I was like, there's no way you're creating a substance just because, you know, <laughs> there, there's a, I had a feeling he had a background. So I, yeah, that makes sense. For the people who don't know who Nick, Nick Bear is, he was a former army ranger yep. who started a um, nutrition supplement company from the ground up. It is very funny looking at his um, like first few commercials because they were so bad, <laughs> and it makes you and like you see where he's come in what like five years, yeah. and it makes you realize like when you're starting something new and then you look at yourself and you're like I don't know what I'm doing I'm awful at this. It shows you how far you can go if you just don't give up, yep. and you take your failures and you learn from them. Anyway, he became like this massive bodybuilder, and then <laughs> in what eight months he transformed into a um he he did his first Ironman. Yep, and then he's gotten really involved in um marathons now. Mar- marathons and, and um, still does Ironmans. He's done ultra marathons still. Oh, he did, he did like I think he did Leadville 100. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, yeah, thank you. It's um it's crazy. I did a I did a 30 a 32 mile one. And I like running, right? Yeah, of I course. Like running, I that, that, that was that was a little too much. That's painful. <laughs> yeah, like it's, there's a there's a limit. <laughs> there's got to be a limit. I had a long sit down after that. <laughs> but I mean, this guy's dedicated. He runs a very successful company down in Austin, Texas. And every single day, he'll wake up at like five in the morning, go go start his run of the day. Then he'll go to work, and then he'll lift for an hour, two hours a day as well. Yeah. And he has a kid. Yeah, I know. I just saw and that he has he a got podcast. A, yeah, and he, he's it's it's insane. He does well for it. I yes. will say he does very well. I can't believe it. Huge role model of mine. Of course. Mm-hmm. What influencers or people do you listen to exactly to get like a lot of your fitness stuff? Um, so for myself, one people, one group I follow on Instagram is called Squat University. I don't know if you know much Squat about Squat University. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know how I found out about them. I must have just been looking at random, like, at the time, I was looking for, like, PT influencers for yeah. physical therapy, and then I just, like, happened to scroll upon them. Now, they are more for the rehab, kind of, but, like, they also help with lifting and just proper techniques for stuff, and so I, I looked into them, and I was like, oh, they're kind of interesting. Another one I kind of follow is, I think they're called the prehab guys. So, like, prehab instead guys. of rehab, just add a P. So, prehab. Yeah. So, they help. Again, they do exercising, but they also help with, like, before lifting, after lifting, if you're hurt. So, like, both those two kind of could call them influencers, but they're a group of people I follow as well mm-hmm. um, that are interesting. Oh, another one I just thought about was it's called rehab two, like the letter two. Yeah. Not letter two, number two to perform so rehab to perform and they do a lot of rehab stuff but they also do like the idea of like hey we have an athlete he's strengthening now this is what you want to do to 
strengthen your lats or strengthen your shoulders or strengthen your back or oh you have issues here let's rehab like this so like they just i don't know i just i follow like three of their different accounts that they have for like yeah oh we have one for students you know we have one for just our basic business and then we ha- i'm like all right i'm just gonna follow everyone because if if i like what they got and they seem very trustworthy right. i want to follow a lot of accounts because who knows what i could get information from yeah and someday i could work with them i have no clue you so, can yeah, yeah i could when, when you find a good source stick with that i know that's stick why i that. stuck with rehab to perform squat university and that uh prehab guys they're all like i follow them on instagram and on twitter because i was like who knows mm-hmm. you know have, have you ever thought about um doing something like that um possibly you know like are you saying like on the instagram and or just like uh yeah, uh, either on the Instagram and or um, online coaching. Have you thought about online um, coaching? I have thought about that. I mean, I don't have like a huge background in business, of course, right. <laughs> being an exercise science person. But uh, it would be nice. Now, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Not an issue with me. Mm-hmm. But like, I would love to, you know, maybe who knows where I'm going to be or if I'm like, you know what, let's give it a try. Yeah. And it could be as little as I just write plans for people or it could be like, hey, I have an online business, but you can also do in-person, you know, sessions with me. I don't know. It's just been an idea and I'm kind of just let it go in and out of my head of like thoughts and what it could be. But like, so right now it's just kind of in the thinking stage. I'll eventually let it come to fruition, but Mm -hmm. we'll see what it is. And if it is great, if it isn't, whatever, it's not a big worry of mine. You know, I just, and and if I do have like something crazy big, I might just use it as like, hey, this is what I do. This is things I think kind of like the people I follow. I was Mm -hmm. like, maybe just give out information instead of coaching people. I just give out information. If they want to reach out to me for some advice and help, perfect. But like, who knows? Maybe I will do it for coaching. Maybe not. I, I don't know at this point right now. So, mm-hmm. but you never know. That door's the door's cracked. Right. It's, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. closed. Keep, keep it cracked. It's, it's it staying cracked. cracked. It will stay cracked. Mm-hmm. But that that would honestly be a good way to build clientele. I think in the beginning is starting that social media presence. Yeah. Giving that information out. Be a reliable source, and then grow that following. Once you get a good enough following and people watching you, and enough people trusting you, then open up that door maybe for um, online coaching. Yeah. That's. I mean. I've seen it happen. I know it could happen. Mm-hmm. And I never know. I mean, who knows where I could be? So we'll give it a try if it, you know, pops up. But yeah. you never know. You never know. You never know. So what was the exact research project you were working on over the summer again? So, so like, I remember with the Shore, a lot of people had specific research projects yeah. that they were working on. I don't know if you were full-time or part-time. I was full-time. I was only part-time okay. just because of my coaching job. I right. couldn't commit to 40 hours a week, so I did 20. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I got more than 20. Sometimes I got less than 20 just because of how my weeks worked out. Yeah. But so I was never like, this is your research project. This is what you are doing. It was more like... I'm going to be assisting with a lot of projects and everything. So that was like kind of like what I took on and what I kind of looked at. Uh And so then when it came to our sure presentations that we had, oh gosh, when were those? October? Uh, The three minute thesis? Yeah, the three minute thesis presentations. Those were in October, right? Or November? October. October, yes. yes. And so when we had those, I was asking Dr. Jaitner, my mentor that I worked with, I was like, what do you think? Like at the beginning of the semester, I was like, what do you think I should do? Because mm-hmm. I was like, I worked with a lot. What do we have one, the best data on? What's something that I would be interested in talking about? Yeah. And what's just something that I have a good chance of maybe even winning, <laughs> you know? Because I was like, he was like, you, you should try and win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we were talking. And um, so the lifting study, which was talking about the movement velocity of a bench press and a back squat, and like the different parameters involved with that. And yeah. so I was like, all right, let's talk on that. And so he's like, which well, well, which one should we stick with? Because instead of talking about both, it's only three minutes, of course, for right. the thesis. So we, we stuck with, I think it was the back squat. Yeah, we stuck with the back squat. So we talked about or how they broke the back squat into three different equal uh, segmented thirds and how the movement velocity was affected in those different thirds of that entire back squat movement Mm -hmm. during the up phase or the concentric phase because that kind of means like so you come down on the back squat and the minute you stick and then begin that up movement we looked at that stick to up movement and how the velocity changed as you went up 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 you know three different segments so that was what i used for my three minute thesis and I was, you know, I'm an exercise science major. I don't think there was a single exercise science major other than me in the entire Shore program. Really? So when they put me in groups, I was like, all right, let's uh, see where they put me. Uh-huh. 
And they put me with a bunch of <laughs> biology and psychology people, I think. I know for biology, for sure, there were like three biology people. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, put me here. And I was like, oh, no, these people are smart. And, man, I, I one, I was nervous to present for myself because I was like, I want to win. I want to try to get first or second. Cause, right. Again, there was a little money involved. You're like, you never know. Yeah. Maybe a few hundred dollars would be, wouldn't be bad. But... I was like, let's give it a shot. One, it helped with my presenting skills more. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. It was great to help with that. But I was like, let me give this a shot, see if I get a chance. And luckily, I was f- – so my group only had six people. So I was like, a lot of less people to worry about that could beat me. Mm-hmm. But I only have five other people to try and beat. That's yeah. still tough. <laughs> and every person has this interesting data. Now, yeah, mine was interesting too, but I was like, oh, wow, they, they talked this, they talked that. What and were some of the projects you were going up against? Oh, gosh. Honestly, don't even remember too well, but some of them were talking about, one of them talked about the menstrual cycle, I think, a little bit. Uh-huh. Another one talked about, like, anxiety and depression. Another one talked about something, like, maybe it was, like, the memory process or, like, I don't remember entirely. They were all different. Some real studies. sciencey stuff. Some real very deep sciencey stuff. And from what I remember is a lot of these people, this is what they worked on in their projects. Right. And so I was like, well, I didn't really, this wasn't really my study though that I worked on. I assisted with it, uh-huh. but I didn't, this wasn't mine. And some of these people are like, yeah, we are still doing this. I'm still helping with it. We are still finishing this study. I'm like, oh, so this is your study. And so that was the one sad thing. I was like, I didn't get to have a study, but, you know, I needed funding to do some of the studies just because, right. you know, some people you could choose to do your own stuff. You didn't need to collect, you know, or you didn't need to get have all these like, oh, I need funding for this and this and this. Mm-hmm. I just I just had to uh, live with that. And that was fine. And so, yeah, going up against those people, I remember. And then at the at the award ceremony, I was like, all right, let's go second place. Come on, second yeah. place. And then they called out who second place was. I forget who she was. And I was like, yeah, I'm not winning. There ain't no way. Because who won second place? I was like, if who I think's first is first, then I'm going to be surprised that the other person who should have won didn't. And it, it, but it was an interesting experience nonetheless because I got to see other, hear about other people's, you know, research. Um, yeah, and it just was like, all right, I gave myself a shot. And, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I participated in it. Still wanted to win, of course. Sorry, Dr. Jaitner. I tried. <laughs> um <laughs> okay i broke the streak someone before me i guess who was also a shoe student like two, a year ago or whatever one first or second is like you got to keep the streak up i was like i'll do my best but you know nonetheless it was fun and yeah i'm glad i did the experience and using uh, you know not using but having dr jaytner as a mentor and then getting i like i know i think i know every phd student in dr jaytner's lab by really? name and they know me now that's so cool. it's that's like thing. and it's all good and i'll see how they're doing and it's like i've participated in two of their studies i'm actually beginning to participate in with uh another one anthony pizone who works with dr uh, kingsley uh-huh. he's doing his own study and he was like hey do you want to do one with me you know i um he was like before the end of the semester i'd like to get another a few more people and would you like to be one i was like sure i'll come in and um, yeah, so I'll be participating in that study in the final two weeks of this semester. Yeah. But I was like, why not stay involved in the lab? Now, because of my busy schedule, I'm not able to be there all the time. But, mm-hmm. like, I still, like, talk to them about, like, some research from time to time. I Like, I, I do my best to attend weekly research meetings that they have with PhD yeah. students. Now, they talk about stuff that not saying makes zero sense to me, but I'm not well versed on. And yeah. I'm like... <laughs> I hear about it, I'm like, oh, wow, I don't understand some of this stuff. But it's interesting. So I'm like, I'm glad I'm able to just sit in on it mm-hmm. and learn about it, you know. Right. And so it's like, okay, okay, I don't understand this, but I'll, it, it's, I'll, it's good to it's, get familiar with it. Yeah, it's just nice. Especially, like, if you're going to be going to PT school and stuff like that. It that's the stuff know. that, yeah. It that helps to know. Seeing. There's, like, huge differences between um, – classes in undergrad the stuff you look at for undergrad masters and then phd oh yeah like it's just getting so deep um yeah it's it's cool though because like i'm a public health major and um i'm taking a uh social behavioral theory class Mm -hmm. um in undergrad and then um for one of my research projects i'm working with a professor and some phd students she's actually she's a communications professor in the college of public health She's really cool, and she has a really interesting background. But 
because of that communications background, she's very uh, well-versed in the social behavioral theory. So that's one of the master's classes she teaches. And I'll hear them talking about it at uh, weekly meetings and such. And it's just so much more. It's the same kind of concepts, but it's just so much more (laughs) deep. And there's literally graphs. Like there's literally these graphs that it looks like, uh, say if I pull them up on the computer, it looks like I'm writing a physics paper. It's It's like, it's like. Why do you need to make it like that? <laughs> you're like, oh, I understand the basics. And they're like, yeah, but we go deeper into that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, literally, it's like a little show. It's like pictures of – it's like an overcomplicated Venn diagram. It looks like they're building a rocket ship. You know what I mean? For I mean, every class, whether it's a, like some sociology class or a, a chemistry class or exercise physiology class, it just goes so deep. Yeah, it's every, like stuff you would never think about seeing. It's so cool. No, that's the that's the great part about it is like, I don't think I would have been able to put my foot in the door though if I didn't one do the sure program. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? Why not just uh, attend the meetings? Because at first I was really scared about being a part of the meetings. Yeah. Because I was like, I can't provide anything to this. I provide no kind of uh, like uh, I was like I know a little bit. Like I'm not like a bad student. I I, I participate in class. I know my stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I I try, but like. This stuff, as we talked about, like I said, it was like stuff like this is more farther in depth. So I don't understand it as much. That's why I'm just here to listen. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I can't provide any like additional help. I just kind of listen. And I think, you know, Dr. Jaintner knows that. But I'm like, right. part of me is like, oh, I want to help so much. But I'm <laughs> like, I'll just listen because you never know what that could, you know, do for me. So, you never know. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. Because honestly, they talk about stuff and I'm like. Yeah, if he did want me to provide help, I don't think I could. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, again... I don't understand it, so I have to learn about it. Right. And that's fine. It puts you in the position to learn about it, and it gives you such a head start. If you're thinking about graduate school yeah. um, of any sorts, it gives you such a head start over the, your fellow peers. Yeah. So I think, I, to be honest, I've learned. I love my classes. I love all my classes. And, like, I'll go above and beyond to, like, read further into what we're studying. But in terms of lecture, I think I've learned more conversations with the professors I'm working with, the PhD students I'm working with, mm-hmm. um, and having that direct, um, or I mean, that's more uh, intimate learning session mm-hmm. than sitting in, inside of a lecture and learning more basic material. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, there are times, I mean, sometimes I learn stuff from lecture that's that's important, and mm-hmm. I use basis too, but like, I will say a lot of the times I've had conversations or through the Shore program, or just like little talks with some of the PhD students, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, you should look into this. Or, oh, we found something interesting out about this. And I look into it, and I'm like, I never would have learned about this if it was in the lecture. Right. Not because we wouldn't have talked about it, just because it wasn't prevalent to what we were learning that day, mm-hmm. or, you know, or it's just not part of the class. So, yeah. Yeah. Gee, this, this, is, this is something I just thought of when you were talking about how um, you were sitting and uh, you're kind of like, you said you didn't have anything to add. Um, do you, did you, going into research, did you think it was intimidating? Like, were you kind of scared at first? Like doing the SURE program or being in those research meetings? Just getting involved in the research, research scene in general. I will say it was a little intimidating just because, like, one, I'm going into my senior year and I know people who were like, oh, yeah, I've been involved in the program before, for, for like two years, three mm-hmm. years. And I was like... Well, especially through the Shore program when I attended that first luncheon yeah. and hearing how people, oh, this is my second year. I did this and this last year. And I'm like, I'm a part-time guy only doing about 20 hours a week and I'm not even doing my own studies, which doesn't mean I can't do a lot of help with research. Right. But I was like, oh, wow. I, I was a little worried. I was like, this is not what I was expecting at, at first. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it was not what I was expecting at first, but I was like, Oh man, this this is a little worrisome. Just because I thought I'm supposed to be at this level, but yeah. I don't have one the time to commit to it because I had an outside job. But also because I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna be able to do with that. So right. luckily, I just kept an open mind about it and was like, Hey, you never know what could happen. And of course, my opportunity through going to that conference in New Orleans was kind of my, you know, like, hey, this is you know my quote-unquote, big breakout. This is my opportunity, not really an opportunity, but in a way just like, hey, I can meet some people, find interest, and I did. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? 
I'm not as intimidated by research anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as it's nothing that you know is going to freak me out or anything, I'll, I'll like I'll participate in research. That's why I said I was like I'm doing I'm going to be helping with some research. You know, being a participant, and I was like, you know what? Why not? You know, I, like whenever they're like, hey, we're about to start a study. Would you like to be a part of it? I was like, I'm like, how can I help? <laughs> I'm like, because one, it's like one they get to know me more. Two, they get to see that I care enough about yeah. it. So I'm like, why not? Give me a shot. You know, let's see if I you know get you some good data you know i always say like hey i'm a pretty in shape guy let me get you some good data for you guys you know to make your study look good you know yeah <laughs> that's that's the that's the i will say that's the only like the entire i never did the study entirety yeah but that's the only downside to that study truthfully like i could have done everything else but like again i didn't pass the preliminary trials which is okay i was mm-hmm. fine with that and so but like nonetheless though i was like you know what that's a good experience cuz i got to learn about that and then through the the bench press and uh, back squat study that we had going on like that study and then of course there's different studies like i hope in the spring as well they have more studies going on and they're like would you want to be a participant would you want to help with it would you want to try it and i was right. like sure why not and i was like i'll give a shot with it and, you know who knows mm-hmm. again i couldn't they could tell me about something cool or I just get to be that subject number four on that study that, you know, when they publish the paper, you know, that's my hope is like, since we both did the uh, lifting study, yeah. I hope like whichever subject number I am, I forget which one I am. I, I asked them one time, like, which one am I? You know, I'm just curious. So I'm curious when that publishes to <laughs> uh-huh. see if my numbers are, they talk about or something. Yeah. You know, that'd be It'd cool. Be, be like this guy. <laughs> They're like subject number, blah, blah, blah. had these numbers. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, that was me. Yeah. Even though no one other than me and the PhD students are going to know that was me, you know, but <laughs> right. you know, just kind of like seeing like I was a part of this study or it becomes like a study. I participate in someday could be a big study that reveals yeah. some information or maybe I get to get my, I would love to get my name published someday on some papers, you know, be like, Hey, I, even though if I was just like a grad assistant on it, I'd be like, right. hey, I participate in this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a crucial part, so that'd be cool. Who yeah. knows? But, you know, time will tell. <laughs> no, I want, I want to figure out what my subject number was for the weightlifting study. I have, I have it written down for the bike study. Okay. Because I am interested in that. That was probably one of the hardest physical things I've ever <laughs> done was that bike study. Yeah. I mean, like... 90 minutes in the heat, yeah. It, I, like I said, felt like I was in a movie. There was literally, like sweat like head to toe i was in beads of sweat (laughs) like i was literally just dripping and like they had to bring in that water every five minutes because like i would i would literally just like dry out like a like a like a raisin or something (laughs) if i didn't have fluids going in me constantly you know it and it was a good workout though i bet a good 90 minute workout you know like yeah you know what that's my workout for the day (laughs) you know my workout for the week honestly yeah of course (laughs) you know but no it's a it's Studies like this being in this field are very nice for me because mm-hmm. it's like I get to literally work out for a study. Right. This is kind <laughs> of cool. Like so the, the, with the lifting one, I got to find out what my max bench and squat were at the time, mm-hmm. which I did a lot better on my squat than I thought I did. I was like, I'm actually pretty good. I was like, all right. Like my training's actually helping. So I was like, one, if for anyone who's just interested in it, it's like, I'll help out with the study. But if you're someone who's lifting and you're like, I don't know what my, you know, max, you know, bench or squat is or whatever. Here's a study. Try it out. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just wanting to help. And again, it's not really that much time commitment for that one. Personally, mm-hmm. it was a preliminary session to find out what your maxes were. And then it was two sessions where you did it at certain percentages of your max, you know, bench and squat. Right. After that, it's not that much time commitment. I think in total it was maybe two and a half, three hours. Mm-hmm. And it was three days, though. Like, it's not that much time commitment. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to have been able to do it because I was like, oh, this is where I'm at. And so now I know how to train properly for myself. So right. I was like. Yeah, it was just cool because yeah. I got to lift for fun. <laughs> I got to lift to do research. So. Yeah, and it's cool to be a part of something like this too. Now, since I've started doing research and stuff, every time I get the opportunity to, I will participate. In, well, not every time, but when you, I'm you read about it and you're like, all right, I'll give it a shot if I if you yeah like, okay like what what are the parameters of this study and you're like I could do this mm-hmm. you know but like I walked into biology class and um, they asked for participants to took like a survey and then they are doing interviews with students i signed up for one i have it today actually and it's a i'm doing a 15 minute phone call on why i think it's valuable to learn about evolution in college okay yeah and i was like i was like why not you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah of course i get a five dollar starbucks gift card 
for 15 minutes. Hey, why not? Why that's not do that's it, you know a I mean? free money right there. Yeah. That's 20 an hour right there. Technically, <laughs> if you're technically, you know, why not? Yeah, it's. I mean, hey, why not get paid for doing something fun or something easy? Like, uh, again, you did the biking study. You completed mm-hmm. it. You got $500 in Target gift cards. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I, I got to ask them again. I'm not sure if they're still doing that study or if they've completed it and now they're just getting all their data t- collected and worked out correctly. But, like, some of these studies do pay, whether it is $500 mm-hmm. or it's $10. Like, the one I am the one I told you about that I'm going to be doing here with Anthony uh, Pazone <coughs> through Dr. Kingsley's lab. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get a $10 Chipotle gift card when I complete it. That's good. I love Chipotle. Right. So <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. You're telling me I get to lift two days a week, or not two days a week, but two times. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll get a $10 Chipotle gift card. One, I get to help you with your research. And I get to lift and get the food. And you get All right, I'm cool. <laughs> I like this. So, yeah. No, it's definitely the coolest thing. Um, so you said you did want to continue doing research I mean, afterwards? Uh, yeah, who knows where that may take me, whether it is like I, I don't think I'm at a level of understanding to create my own research mm-hmm. personally just because I'm not one to want to go look at a ton of studies and this and that and then right. like have to write up abstracts and all. But I definitely would be someone who could help someone like, again, I'd love to get my name published on a paper, yeah. but I don't want to be the head of that paper. But again, I'd be willing to help with people's studies. So like I think in grad school, for me personally, I would love to be able to be like, hey, I got my name published on three papers. These were none of my studies, but I assisted with them heavily. Like I helped them look up research. I helped them collect the data. Mm-hmm. I helped them analyze it. I helped them understand it a little bit, but it wasn't my study. Right. But, you know, I think that's my form of research I want to get participated in and be involved in because it's like, okay, I can still get my name involved in it, do research. But then in terms of me for like strength and conditioning, I can help apply that research, whatever it may be, and apply it to either my own training clients I may work with or just in a clinical setting you know like yeah. when people have questions about something because they people knowing that I'm in this field they always ask me questions and I'm honestly okay with it because I'm like I'd rather help you do something right than you go look at someone else who does it wrong and mm-hmm. you know um, so like if they ask for help I'm like oh I can help you with this oh there's a study on this and this you know oh hey there's a study I helped with we found out this I think this would be beneficial for you you know mm-hmm. so it's like kind of cool okay you know maybe I could you know help some people out because of research I did you know yeah so I want to do both I don't want to just do research I don't want to do just clinical work I want to work both kind of half mm-hmm. and half or one or the other at times you never know so. yeah it's it's good it's good to have a balance yeah mm-hmm. right now I'm on the fence uh, between either one to get I, I really like the research field i came in as uh, public health with a pre-medical concentration though yep and i'm on the fence right now do i want to go to med school or do i want to get the phd yep and i've had a lot of people tell me they say do both <laughs> that's a lot of schooling that is a lot of schooling uh, i said i don't know about that but um i, I don't think i'm going to do that but if you do get that combination it is very cool because typically about 30% of your time is spent practicing and 70% of your time is spent doing research. So yep. the majority of your work is research. And a lot of times when you are practicing, you're pretty much just applying your methods. Yeah, and seeing if it works. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just how it is. Yeah, but Which you cool. get paid the salary of a doctor still. Well, that's pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you would so you would definitely recommend doing uh, undergraduate research for fellow students? A hundred percent. I think... Again, whether you were like me and you only had one summer left before your senior year to get it done, Mm -hmm. do it. Or if you were coming into your freshman year and like even if you could do it both like you said, you're a sophomore, like if you did it, you know, from freshman into sophomore year, if you could do it even before that first summer after, do it. Because anytime you can put yourself out there and get involved in research, I think as one, professors get to know you, they could let you write you letters of recommendation you could find interest you could Mm -hmm. who knows again the different doors it could open the different interests you can find i think it just allows you to be like hey i'm gonna put my name out there i'm gonna get known in this college because one this is my life yeah but it's also like who who knows i who i can meet and i i just think it's a valuable thing to have now if research isn't your thing that's fine but find a way to get involved in your program in some way whether it is through research through working in something whatever it may be but like give research a try because it truthfully whether it opens a door for the research or opens the door to something else Mm -hmm. try it because trust me i guarantee you every person who's worked in research has also worked in a different field that they tried but they didn't like but then they found research through that yeah so it's like you could 
not do research for your life, but because you started doing it, it helped you find something that you are going to do. So right. I think it's valuable. Yeah. Now, how do you think, um, after finding research, how do you think it's helped you as a person? It's helped me to better wait to like apply research. And, and what I mean by that is like, so if I read a study and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Or if someone tells me something that they think is right, you know, whether mm-hmm. it comes to the realm of strength and conditioning or exercising or whatever yeah. it may be, I'm like, okay, where'd you find that? And they're like, oh, I looked it up online. I'm like, okay, where? Oh, menshealth.com. All right. Like, you know, let me, let me, what kind of stuff do I know? What kind of like through that organization that I'm a part of, like, what do they say? Right. You know, it's like, let me, let me go to my trusted facts kind of. So it allows me to not just believe a hundred percent what someone says. Mm -hmm. Now, if I know someone is a trusted source and they say something and I'm like, all right, what kind of research did you do? Or, you know, what research did you read? And then it gets me to like find interest in other stuff. Like I know Dr. Jayner, funny enough, actually in in our, uh, one of our last uh, lectures in class, he was talking about a book um, called The Sports Gene, and it talks a little bit about, like, exercising and the physiology behind some stuff. And I, I don't remember entirely what he talked about, but I was like, that just sounds interesting. Like, uh, he talked about it for, like, 30 seconds. And I was like, this sounds interesting. Yeah. So, funny enough, went on Amazon literally later that day and bought the book, and I think it's going to be here this weekend, actually. Really? It's going to arrive for me. So it's like, going to be sweet. So, I'm like, I'm going to tell him, like, hey, I actually got a, got that book, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to read it over the winter break because I want to learn, like, who knows what I could find out about it. So, yeah. it's like, so I think research can also just help open doors for yourself, like, oh, I, let me just look up some stuff by myself. It's not like I'm, I'm doing own personal research, but I'm not like, apl- like I could apply it to myself. I could right. apply it to other people or I could use it in, if I'm actually in a research program setting and I'm like, Hey, I found, I read something about this through this book or through this study. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, is this something we could apply? Is this mm-hmm. something to think about when we're talking about something specific? You never know. So I'm like, it just was like, hey, I might know stuff, you yeah. know, and it just gets you to be more knowledgeable about the career and the field you are in. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm glad that I will say the short program set me up to understand, like, don't just be that guy that watches YouTube videos, this, this, that, that, right. or reads like the menshealth.com kind of thing. It's like, actually, let's focus up a little bit and try to look at the trusted sources, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, because they're truthful and they know what they're talking about and they have backed data research and everything I'm right like, yeah let's go with that <laughs> yeah it teaches you how to get things from a credible source and like actually yeah it teaches you to pay attention from where you're getting your information at 100 mm-hmm. percent. jacob if you had one more message to share with the world what would that be oh wow put me on the spot right here <laughs> the most important question okay it's something that um i've learned from my coaching job that i kind of want to apply to my life you have to do what you hate to be great at what you love. You have to do what you hate to be great at what you love. Yes. So pretty much that means like if I don't like something, I have to continue to do it because mm-hmm. it's going to help me when I love to do what I want to do, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, apply that to whatever setting you're in. I like that. You don't you don't feel like studying. All yeah. Day. You don't feel like doing like sitting in front of a computer all day <laughs> every day, but you you do you want an A? <laughs> yeah, you do you want to do well in school? Do yeah. you want to get into grad school or do you want to get that job? Do you, you know, you, not, you never know. Exactly. Well, Jacob, it's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you this for is, having me. This though. has been one of the best combos, honestly. Like, you're welcome back anytime. Just Much appreciated. Whenever you find time. <laughs> I know we're, we're both RAs and busy um, people. <laughs> yeah, but you're definitely welcome back anytime. I'd be more than happy to have you. Thank you so much, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Yeah. Again. This is your host, John, of The Research Review, creating a platform to inspire. Peace out.